Welcome to Optimize My Life, the ultimate radio show where we unlock the secrets to living our best lives. Now, before we dive into this exciting journey of self-improvement and empowerment, I want to take a moment to thank our incredible sponsor, The Hope Collection, for making this show possible. Their unwavering commitment to spreading hope and positivity in our lives is truly remarkable. We believe in the power of interaction, so we want you to be a part of this incredible journey. Call in, write to us, or connect on social media. We'd love to hear your questions, experiences, and challenges. Together, we'll create a thriving community of like-minded individuals, supporting each other to thrive and shine. There we go. Now I'm unmuted. Okay. Good. Can, Good can you hear me? I can hear you. Good stuff. Yeah, this thing with Skype is really pissing me off. I... It, it keeps disconnecting. It won't allow me to make phone calls for my number, even when I pay for a subscription. Really? Yeah, I don't use Skype. I go over to um, Google Meet and Google Voice. Okay. That works a lot better? It is. Well, and then in my house, I have the Google speakers and the Google display, so I can use it from basically anywhere in my house. Yeah, I can't use Google Voice because I'm in Mexico. Yeah. So it is Monday. We are back. The radio station through Blog Talk is back to up and operational. We're not having any issues. We were actually um, had to cancel the show all of Christmas week and part of New Year's because the, the systems were down. We got an unplanned vacation. Yeah, for sure. And start of the new year, start of the new season, resolutions, goals, whatever it is, we have a phenomenal guest that I've been trying to coordinate and get on our show. Nathan Siegel or Seagal? Siegel. Siegel. who has taken and from being a writer to turning into marketing and branding and teaching what primarily small businesses and how to get your message out there correctly. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Yeah. The one thing I've been following a lot of what you do and a lot of your posts, one thing I love about you is you, talk a lot about authenticity and being true to yourself when you're creating your brand. Mm-hmm. And that is becoming more and more popular in the marketing world now, but for the longest time it was all about being taught in the marketing world how to say whatever it takes to get your client's attention, regardless of what you believe in or what you think 
Yeah, it's it's a funny thing, this whole marketing thing. Um, yeah, it, it keeps changing all the time. There's no one right way of doing things from what I've seen. So let's start out with what got you started in this whole rabbit hole is what I like to call them. Endless tunnels of adapting and changing into the world. Well, I mean, in terms of writing, I, I got into it as a result of getting fired from a job. I was working as a software instructor and I, my boss and me did not see eye to eye and I, I got fired. And I didn't have any prospects for a while, nothing at all, actually. And then after two weeks of this, my cousin, who is also a freelance writer, he came over one day and offered me uh, the ability to learn and work as a freelance writer. And I I didn't have any prospects, like I said, so I said yes. And that's how the journey got started. So you literally took lemons and made lemonade. It'll, um, as you, most of our listeners know, I'm a veteran. And so, you know, a lot of us can sympathize and understand where you're coming from. You know, when we transition out, especially like a, on a disability, it is really hard for us to figure out that next step in life and what to do after we get out. Yeah. And the yeah, sad part. A lot of us in our world, what we've done in the military isn't black and white marketable into the workplace. No, I've heard this with other veterans that uh, they are really challenged in terms of what, what to do once they get out. Now, as a lot of us, and that's why the growing trend for us is to start our own business, going our own path, doing our own thing. Because one, a lot of us get looked at like we have no real work experience because we, in most people's eyes, don't work for a living. But, you know, what is the first thing we look at or you need to start with when you're starting to figure out what you're going to do and how to brand that? Well, it's not even about branding at the beginning. It's just about learning how to write. I mean, I started writing for magazines and um, and the the challenge was just to learn the marketing and uh, and that's what I had to do first. Um, had to figure out uh, how to get started. And I just, I had a mentor and he basically told me that well, he, he took me to the library and showed me these huge books called the Gales Directories. And I started working with those and learning how to market myself to magazines. And initially, I worked for free to get some experience. And then I used those free articles that I did to trade up to do uh, articles that I would get paid for. And, uh, and that's that's how I got started. And um, I did a lot of magazine writing work, but over time it it became really obvious to me that I couldn't make the kind of living that I really wanted to make. And I had to find a, 
another way, and that's when I got into uh, uh, product marketing and uh, internet marketing and so on. Now, when we start into this marketing, where do you start? God, there's no said way. I mean, I, I really don't know the answer to it. All I know is what I did. I mean, in terms of my case, I was really dissatisfied. And so I I took a course in marketing that I discovered online. I did some research, found a program called Protégé. I bought it, signed up for it, and started using it and learning how to market myself that way. And uh, just um, just started, there, there's a process in it of marketing, uh, but a, a lot of those tools uh, aren't available anymore. Um, so I learned that like 20 odd years ago, and some of those tools are just not not available. So, I mean, in terms of marketing now, it's all about uh, building a list of qualified uh, prospects and and uh, finding people to work with that way. And, and I don't have a simple answer for it. There's so many different ways of doing it. Like in terms of list building, you could do it by writing articles for blogs. You can do it uh, with Facebook posts. You can do advertising. Um, you would probably need to take a course on that um, because you need to learn about buying uh, advertising such as uh, Google AdWords, uh, Microsoft ads, um, what they call solo ads where you find providers who have lists and uh you pay them a fee and they make an offer to their list and so on. Now, in your experience, you know, there's so much debate out there with companies trying to, especially mom and pop, trying to convert and stay ahead of what's going on. Yeah. There's a huge debate right now about um, social media and websites. Yeah. are websites still a crucial thing, or are they? they they're not absolutely necessary. I mean, I've been making a fair bit of my money as of late without using my website at all. Uh, all of my uh, marketing has been through social media, primarily Facebook, and uh, marketing on that platform. And... Uh, I've managed to get quite a bit of business just by doing that alone without having a website for people to go to. They just uh, interact with me on Facebook and I'm able to build an audience that way. And that it does work. There's no question. Now, how do you start building that following on social media? How do you start getting that interaction? You know, I'm I use social media a lot for you know uh-huh. radio shows for my businesses, but you know I see a lot of people making posts about nothing that has anything to do with their business. Yeah, that's really yeah. common. And then you see people that complain about how they get no interaction when they do post to help build that 
marketing up or build that momentum to get people to start interacting, to get that following that you need to start getting your information out there? Yeah. Well, the major problem is they're not using interactive posts. They're probably just posting random stuff, and it's not anything that anybody's interested in. Uh, I mean, in terms of their business, uh, they would need to talk to somebody who is into uh, branding of some sort. Now, a really good way of, of doing that is, if you're wanting to get into branding, what I would recommend is joining a whole bunch of Facebook groups that that talk about branding and how to do that and uh, to start getting the uh, getting into those groups and learning about how branding works. But the other thing, of course, is doing research to get access to books and uh, different things of that nature so they can start to learn how to craft a message that would appeal to their target audience. So, I mean, a lot of what I've done is just been posting on my timeline, also a, a small group that I have, but the vast majority of the uh, results that I've gotten has just been coming straight off my timeline in Facebook. Now, in your experience, like, for instance, I always, uh, when I started my business, I put together a business plan, but I did yeah. it more... Um, for you could do that if you want to. I mean, I don't have a business plan. I just uh, I just knew what I wanted to do, and I started posting about it. Like one of the things that happened as of recent is one of my marketing colleagues reached out to me, and he put me in touch with a guy who is really good at uh, branding and building groups and so on. And I started doing a lot of stuff that way. And then I found other marketers who know about Facebook groups and how to monetize them and how to get your message out there. And I just I just signed up for a course this morning uh, to do with marketing in terms of artwork, which is something I really want to do. And uh, everybody's got a different approach, but one of the major things is Facebook groups and just learning how to reach out to people. And again, you have to study information about marketing and Facebook groups. It would be a really good idea to create your own and um, to get started in that way. I mean, that's all I've been doing. It's not been anything fancy. Uh, the vast majority of the marketing that I've done has been on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. And I can tell you right now the Twitter stinks so does linkedin and the only real place that i've got any traction where things have been working is facebook sorry i'm getting over a cold so i've been doing a yeah, lot no of worries coffee. yeah there's no. been a lot of lag in our conversation as well so um a lot of it's me because just because I've been having to mute because my kids got sick over Christmas and now I got it. And I didn't think okay. it often at you all the time. Um, yeah. Now, you know, with social media, cause, you know, that is the go-to way. Yeah. How, is there some kind of like, I know I use them on Canva's like my best friend. 
but there's so many free templates out there for like marketing to help you put together that idea of what your your message is, like what your goals are, what you want to achieve. Yeah. And like your target market, are there, you know, how do you get people who don't understand to know how to do all this? To know who, how, how to even put that message out there correctly? You need to learn how to write. Um, like, again, I, like most of my face, um, success has come through Facebook, and uh, you need to learn branding and marketing. You need to find groups where they talk about that. There would be a number of groups that have free training programs involved, and you can tap into those and start learning. I mean, in my case, um, this one guy just reached out to me and started telling me about what to do, and I just followed his instructions and things started to happen. Um, I don't have a set formula, if that's what you're asking for. I don't have it, and I wish I could give it to you, but I don't. But that's the thing is that, you know, people look for these templates. They look for all this stuff. And yeah. in reality is, there is no one size fits all. No, there isn't. There isn't. You, uh, you need to figure it out. And, um, and I don't have a, a clear method for this. I mean, part of it has been doing marketing on LinkedIn, like, uh, Reaching out to people and talking to them and so on, uh, but I don't I don't have a clear method for you, and I know you would like to have one. And um, the the trouble is there are multiple different ways of doing it. And it just depends on what you want to do and how you want to do it. And uh, and I don't have a clear answer for you, and I wish I did. I don't even have it for me. The one thing that I've noticed, you know, looking at your social media and like on your timeline is every post you make, and this is the one part that people need to start doing more of, is 90% of your posts, because there's some that you're just posting stuff, but you always end with a question to get and pull that interaction from your audience, from your followers. Yeah. Well, it's it's really important to ask a question to engage people. Uh, I mean, right now I haven't been doing much of that. Uh, I will be doing more of it, but right now not much of that. The other thing that I... I noticed, and you're a lot like me on this, is that when you do do your post, you don't live on social media. I mean, you have it going, but you're not continuously posting and blowing up your feed all day long with garbage. You post once or twice a couple times a day, but it's very specific and very to-the-point posts with that question to get the answer or get that interaction. Well, for a little while I was doing a lot of posting up to six posts a day, but 
That only went on for about a week or two. And then I stopped doing it. And then I had some things going on where I was posting a lot at one point because uh, it ran into a, a financial emergency on my end. And so I created a bunch of offers and deals on on Facebook and I started uh, putting a lot of stuff out there, but uh, I've since stopped doing that. And I've actually, because of what I was posting, I wound up with a couple of clients. So uh, I've been fairly busy with those people getting things done. And uh, so I haven't needed to post much because of God work uh, and different clients to talk to. So I'm in pretty good shape that way. But again, it had to do with posting. It had to do with making offers. It had to do with joining groups, uh, like stating my qualifications about what I was capable of. And uh, and one of those got me a client with a software company. So that's been that's been really good. And uh, so, yeah, different things like that. The other thing that I see a lot of with you is you know, you interact. Once you post it, you don't just leave it. You go back. Yeah, that's really that, yeah, that's really important. Um, a couple of friends of mine have given me a little bit of coaching about that and telling me to interact with every single post, to like and comment and all of that, um, partly because it starts to increase your interaction on Facebook. Uh, I, I don't exactly know what it does, but... Um, it has increased my interaction with people. Things have gotten considerably better that way. So, um, I just got done taking a course on social media, especially on Facebook. And uh, when you're, when you, the rule of thumb is because Facebook keeps changing their, uh, the way the system works. Yeah. And it, it's insane. <laughs> I mean, yeah. these marketers that specialize in just social media, they literally spend their whole lives just studying social media and staying on top of everything. Yeah. And when you post, before you post, you're supposed to start commenting on other posts on your timeline first. And that kind of warms the system up and gets your name out there. Then you do your post and then after they someone comments, the more you comment back, one, it gets that conversation going, but that also brings you more into the system and puts your stuff out there more. That might so that, be true. I don't, I don't know. That's, uh, this is news to me, but I've been, there's so many different ways of getting engagement out there. So I, I don't have a set uh, way of it. doing it. It's that, yeah. There's no right or wrong way. It's just different ways work for different people. Yeah. Yeah. And it depends on who your audience is. You know, for me, the biggest thing that I have an issue with, and I'm completely against people doing, is making those stupid TikTok videos of you doing something stupid the dances or whatever, just to get your name out there. Well, there's a, a place for TikTok videos. I refer to 
Yahoo's done a lot of that on YouTube and other channels, but they're all very short videos where he talks about one specific thing and then he finishes every single video with get on my calendar to learn more. And that's what he does. And I've done that too. And I've had some responses doing it. Um, One thing, but when people sit there and do those stupid dancing videos or doing something that has no relevance to your business, it's just literally your five minutes of fame. Yeah. I mean, people will do what they want to do. I mean, I I don't know what to say about it. Uh, I certainly wouldn't do that myself. There's no um, no point to it. But people do what they do. I mean, it's obviously not marketing. It's just, well, maybe it is for some people, actually. I, I don't know. crucial thing is is setting a message and or you know establishing your me- what you want to portray yeah yeah and staying consistent with what you post what you do correspond with that yeah consistency yeah. is important mary i got a little sponge yes country uh, my question, sir, is when you asked the question, Mary, my brain kicked it right back based on the response. I'm going to ask the same question again, if you don't mind, not trying to be contrary, but is all exposure marketing? I'm sorry. I we, we know there's good and bad and certain things that work better than others. But whether it's TikTok or whether it's Facebook or Twitter or Instagram, is all exposure considered marketing? I don't know how to answer that. I really don't know. I mean, exposure is exposure, but what what is the purpose of it? What is what is the audience for it? That's it. Are you talking about like the old age old story that bad press is better than no press at all? Well, yeah, that's a good that's a good way to look at it too, Mary. Because again, but see, I'm country. I'm old school. My old school says you only get one chance with me to make an impression. It might be good. It might be bad. But if you're putting a brand, we're talking about brand and marketing. I know I've branded well over 108 different products over the course of the last 12 years. And you're right, sir. Everything doesn't work for everybody, especially when it comes to the products that I was putting into the grocery store. Some people just have. But if you understand food, most people don't taste nothing until they smell it. So we have a spiritual sense that when we first see something, we can tell whether our senses will let us know right away, is that something that I'm interested in? Would I like to hear more? And then, Mary, you put a good point out there too, sir, when you talked about give them just enough information but not so much tell them the whole story, but for more information, kind of click here. 
So I'm yeah. I'm just gonna push my push my stop button, pause button right there because I enjoy the the conversation, anything that has to do with marketing and branding. And my last little thought for the listeners too, we used to talk about when I was branding products for different clients that range from General Mills to Whole Foods to Nike, Coca Cola. I've done things for them, but my question to most people is what is a name brand? And they would say Nike or Mercedes or boom, 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 boom. Sure. But my question right back to you is don't all brands have names, but based on how you put it out there, how you expose it, how you let some people touch it, how you let some people see it, how you let some people does it. You, you, and here's the last one, Mary. When we start talking about marketing to certain pieces, because some people that are not spiritual will think that seeing is believing. But you can't believe everything that you see, can't believe everything that you hear. So as if you was marketing to somebody like me today, what would you say to somebody like me that I would love to hear? I I can't do that. I mean, you're asking me a question that I can't possibly answer. No, I'm talking about when it comes down to branding what you do. If you was doing a quick advertisement, like a 15 to 30 second spot for me slash the listeners trying to get us to uh, more information, what would you say to me? uh, I would say that you need to craft an elevator pitch. Uh, something that talks about what you do very quickly, like uh, like ten second elevator pitch, like like for me with what one of the things I'm doing is the elevator pitch would be I show people how to position themselves as experts in any industry. That's an elevator pitch, ten seconds or less, and that that gets attention right away when you say something like that, and people will say, well, tell me more. Or they, they well, might say, my, tell me more, but if they're interested, yeah. My, my ear stood up. That that was good for me. That one definitely works for me because before you finished what you were saying, I was already thinking, tell me more. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, good. Well, then I did the right thing. Yes, sir. Appreciate it. Okay. See, country, the biggest issue is, is you know, with marketing, with branding, with all this, it's got to be fine-tuned based on what you do, what your business is, what your niche is, what your your target market is, who are you yeah. marketing to. There is no one-size-fits-all. No, there isn't. Well, well, I can definitely understand that because the two conversations that I had was marketing conversations. I find this very interesting today. Young lady had gotten referred to me, and she said the person that introduced them to me or gave them my phone number, they said, call him. He's a marketing guru. And I'm like, a marketing guru? What does that mean? I said, well, ma'am, what do you do? What is your product service or service? And she says, I'm a licensed prenatal massage therapist. I got it right, prenatal massage therapist. But see, the other guy I talked to is in the construction business. (laughs) 
<laughs> that alone, if you're brand in the construction business and over on the left hand, you're brand in the prenatal massage therapist, marketing can't be the same. No. That's very specific, something like that. And if it was something like that, the audience would be very clear. Uh, actually, it was something like that. You, um, it's very clear that makes it much easier to market something like that. That is why it's so crucial when you're start, when you're in the business, especially when it comes to like coaches and service oriented businesses, is to narrow down as much as you possibly can who you want to help. Yes. So you can fine tune that message and that brand and that deal to hit for those particular people. Mm-hmm. You know, for instance, for me, with um, Courage Rising and One Flag, One Life, is I help veterans, service members, first responders, firemen, or fire departments, you know, individuals in the, that have put their lives on the line every day to that have experienced trauma in the workforce and are struggling with mental health issues. Mm-hmm. And how to overcome that. Yeah. Yeah, it's a challenge for sure. But, you know, that's how far I've narrowed down my niche to what I do. And there's only a few of us, thank goodness, that do what I do. But, you know, it helps so that way when you put your posts out there, you put your stuff out there. You're talking directly to that audience. And it narrows down who you're going to work with. Yeah. As you see, that's, I think that's one of the biggest mistakes a lot of people make, especially on social media, is they have very broad messaging. And they're into that, well, I want to help people, but, or I want to do this, but I'll work with everybody. And I just throw messages out there and hopefully it hits the wall and sticks to somebody. Yeah, that's not the way to do it. You're going to dilute, dilute the effectiveness of anything that you're doing. And so you won't get a very good return in terms of, terms of your audience. The other thing to remember is, like, if you're marketing on Facebook, uh, you don't necessarily get a lot of reach. But one of the things that I've noticed with my marketing is uh, I've been getting much better results as of late. I don't exactly know why, but I think it has to do with uh, the amount that I've been posting. And actually, over the last couple of weeks, I've gotten these little awards from Facebook to do with being, quote, a rising content creator, whatever that's supposed to mean. That's their language. And uh, 
And so my content seems to be getting shown to more people. I mean, one way that you can track what's going on with your content, but not too specifically, is to go into professional mode on Facebook, and that will help you. When you say, sir, when you say go into professional mode, is that based on yeah. the choice of words that you mean? You no. Utilizing? No. What, well, when you I, say go into professional mode, what does that mean? It means that it's a system within Facebook. You would need to look for it oh, to do with oh, professional okay. mode. Yeah. I got you. I got you. I got you. Yeah. Uh, what that award means is a rising creator award. Yeah. It means that you are creating that strong audience engagement. Your posts have that quality and that integrity. So basically it means you're posting the correct stuff for your market and you're increasing that engagement. Yeah, yeah. The more your stuff will be seen out there by that particular audience. Now, do you use a lot of like hashtags or... um, No, I don't actually. Somebody told me that, like, uh, in terms of that hashtags don't necessarily work that well on Facebook. I can't remember where he said it. I think the hashtags will work in a group, but it won't work in general uh, on your timeline. It wouldn't work that well there. I don't know for sure, but I remember him saying something about hashtags. Uh, Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I'm just trying to right now the one big thing with hashtags is it doesn't increase where your position is in social media but what it does do by that I mean it doesn't increase someone just searching through social media, just looking for something. But if they're in a particular search looking for like marketing, for instance, if you hashtag on marketing on your post, it'll help increase the visibility in a search. Yeah, I just, um, I just looked it up here and uh, it says on Facebook, Hashtags turn topics and phrases into clickable links on your posts or on your personal timeline, page, or group. So it does work everywhere from what I can see. And this helps people find posts about topics they're interested in. Now, I haven't been using hashtags, uh, at least not recently. I probably should be, but I haven't been. I forget to use them a lot of the time. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I remember to tag people, but I forget to, to add the hashtag. Now, do you yeah. now the growing trend of AI? Yeah. Do you use a lot of that to help with your writing? No, I don't. I rarely use it at all. Actually, I was using it for one uh, assignment a while ago, where the um, where the author was asking me to use it as part of my editing process. Now, initially, when I did that number of months ago, I did it for press releases. I was using uh, AI for editing, and it did help. But in terms of the book project I was working on, it it didn't help. It made things worse. I mean, it would add this really flowery language, and I kept trying to fine-tune it, but 
it it didn't work worth it didn't work at all actually after a while of doing it the author wrote to me and he said you know your editing is way better than than ChatGPT which is what I was using at the time it was not producing a good result at all I could see it myself I knew the results were poor but I was waiting for the author to give me feedback and sure enough he he told me he said the results are not good. They're not good at all. And I agreed with them and I stopped using it after that. And I only worked with the the tools that I had and I was able to do a much better result or create a much better result. I've noticed that a lot too, especially with like news articles, is that if you look at the end, it has like this was created by AI. Yeah. There's a lot of like spelling errors, a lot of punctuation errors. Yeah. Well, you have to go through and clean it up. And uh, I mean, for me, it wasn't necessarily spelling errors, but it was just like the language wasn't right. It would add ways of speaking into the, the text or ways of writing into the text I really didn't like it. I stopped using it. I was really glad I quit because I was not getting the results I wanted to see. Um, the one thing I use AI for is like I'll put in my I'll write out my post or write out my what I'm writing and then I'll put in a directive, get me the taglines or keywords for this post. So it helps me create those tools that I need, but, you know, I do a lot of my own writing. Just I use AI to help figure out the stuff I don't know. Yeah. Because I'm still learning what taglines are and the SEOs. It's definitely useful for certain things, but uh, I've used it for for uh, coming up with ideas, used it for titles. It's worked really well for that. But as of late with the text, like what I was seeing with the editing, I really didn't like it. Uh, The results were really poor. And even the guy who is not a native English speaker, he was from Israel actually, uh, he could see it too, and he didn't like it either. So I stopped using it and just used it process of editing and I wound up with much better results. But it's like anything. You know, it's a good tool to help you. Yeah. You know, it's like I use, the other way that I use it is like you said, for coming up with content. By that, I mean, I go, you know, this is this is a theme for the month. Give me a you know a month's worth of ideas for posting about. Yeah. So my, mar- my message stays cohesive through the whole month, so I can yeah. plan out what I'm yeah. to write about. But sometimes yeah. our minds get in five different directions, and we have a hard time keeping cohesive. Yeah. So 
Sorry, there's a lot of lag time here, so. Nope, oh, that's okay. Um, now, once we've got our target market figured out, we got our, you know, do you have more success with creating videos and talking that way over posts, or does it not it's, matter based on your audiences? Where I've gotten my best results so far has been uh, text posts on uh, Facebook. I've done the odd video, and they do get results, but most of what I've been doing has been text, and uh seem to be doing okay with that. Um, I was doing a lot of... Uh, what this one guy calls 30-second posts, which are just uh, text posts within a colored background on Facebook. And a lot of those were really effective. I was very surprised. (coughs) So really, what you post and how you post is based on your market. Yes. Since you work a lot with marketing and writing and branding... You writing is the best market for you. Yes. Because it shows Yeah. Yeah, it is. So really, you know... You have to find a technique and find what works for you and you're comfortable with. Yeah, well, I mean, in terms of marketing, like if you were into copywriting, I would say the number one best place to go is called the Gary Halbert uh, Letters, I believe is what it's called. Let me just do a quick search on that. Um, But that would be one of the very best places you could go. Let me just check. Yeah, the Gary Halbert letter. It's one of the best places you could go. Yeah, the GaryHalbertLetter.com. One of the very best places you could go if you want to learn about copywriting to do with advertising. We'll teach you about headlines and so on. But the the way it works with uh, the Gary Halbert stuff is that there would be all these uh, letters and stuff on the site. I think there was something called the Boron Papers or something like that. But the way that you start learning copywriting is you take every single one of those sales letters and you write it out by hand. And if you start doing that, that's a really great way to train yourself to learn how to do copywriting. It's the number one thing uh, that I would recommend for somebody who wants to learn. And in terms of branding, I mean, that's something else. You would have to look at whatever it is that you're trying to sell and find different words that you would use for branding it. Like for me, it's positioning yourself as an expert. Those are are key words for me. And uh, you'd be looking for stuff in that in that regard. Um, so look at the different things that you would use to describe whatever it is that you're selling, and to turn those into points that you can use for marketing, you could turn them into hashtags. 
Um, well, years ago, well, maybe not years ago, but a while ago, there was a site where you could go to register your keywords. Uh, but as far as I can tell, that doesn't exist anymore. And I don't know if you can register keywords, but if you start using keywords and you start using them consistently in every post, then, uh, and I, I don't know this to be true, but there would be some sort of a recognition that would go on. I, I don't know how it works with software, but um, like a, a number of years ago, uh, there was a, um, a keyword combination, which I believe it was called worthless loser. And if you type that in, in a Google search, then that would take you to the office of the president of the United States with George Bush. Huh. And I believe they called that a Google bomb or something like that. It was just a certain combination. I tried it and it actually worked. Um, so I, I can't say for sure how cute, uh, sorry, how hashtags work in that way. I really don't know. Thing with hashtags is it's something that you have to, it builds gradually as you build momentum, like optimize yeah, my life right now. So, yeah. We finally got our own hashtag, which means enough cool. people have searched for it to create its own hashtag. Yeah, good. But in reality sense, you want that slow momentum. You know, we are so impatient. We want that instant result, instant gratification all the time. Sure. But in reality, you want that slow progress to help you obtain what you got. You know, when you start, you get that five minutes of fame and it blows up overnight, you don't know how to handle that. You don't know how to keep it going. You, like, overwhelm yourself to build that, to get that, to keep it going, as opposed to building that slow momentum. Yeah. It's interesting. I just typed in your hashtag, and it comes up with the disadvantages of Blog Talk Radio in um, Microsoft Edge. But, yeah. Yeah, I mean, things build over time. That's just the way it is. It's pretty much for anything. I mean, you might get lucky you occasionally hit it out of the park. Like there was one time when I was doing a thing to do with narcissism on YouTube, and I wound up with a video that um, it didn't go viral, but it it gradually built very, very quickly. And at the time that I took it down, after about two months of this, I'd gotten to a point where I had about 50,000 views on it in two months. And that was all organic. And apparently part of the reason that it was growing so much is that people were commenting on it quite a bit. And apparently the comments were driving a lot of the traffic. I don't know if this is true, but this is what somebody told me. But that's the thing is that, you know, it may work one minute. It doesn't mean it's going to work the next. And that, it, you know, it's, the frustrating part of the world we live in now as yeah. technology increases, as things increase, as people figure out how to scam the system for the longest time, 
you could pay someone to create fake Facebook um, profiles yeah. and comment on your stuff to bring up your your followers, but there weren't real followers. Yeah, but I wasn't I wasn't talking about scamming anything. This was just no, no. it was I'm a legitimate is, post, legitimate comments, everything. Right, right, right. But the thing is, is that you know it. Different things work now. It's going to change. You know, things may not work the same for everybody because of different things that are going on. You know, Facebook True. is always trying to adjust the system to help eliminate a lot of the garbage out there. That might be true. I don't know. You know, for the longest time with social media, the like button was a way to build your following. Yeah. The more likes you got. Now like button means nothing. To build that, uh, the analytics up and to get that interaction to build your post higher up there, you need to post have to be five or more words or five or more. Yeah. Five or more words. I don't know if that's true, but. But I do know that from what I've seen, the like button definitely does work. And it's part of your engagement. And I use it all the time. And uh, and it does make a difference. It's a combination of using the like button and making comments, both. As far as I can tell, it makes a big difference. And I had a couple of different friends telling me, you've got to do this a lot more. And so I have been, my numbers have gone up. So I'm just going by what I'm getting in terms of results, not by anybody else or anything that anybody else is doing. I'm just going by my own own results. And the results speak for themselves. My numbers are definitely going up. And I use the like button all the time. But you also interact, though, right? You don't just hit the like button. Of course, yeah. Where a lot of times it was people just hitting that like button. Oh, I see. Okay. It was the easy way out. You know, you just scroll down your yeah. thing and you just see those likes. Yeah. You need that combination. If you're going to like it, you still got to make that. You have to interact. Yeah. Yeah. So as we're running down the clock, what advice would you give people who are are learning how to market, how to brand, how to build the momentum? Well, the number one thing is to be specific, know exactly what what you're doing. Uh, You need to, like in terms of branding, like one of the things you might want to do well, the first thing you need to do is to find out if your topic is worth anything. Uh, and the, there are a number of different ways of doing that, but you would do keyword research. They're very important. And so you would build up a list of keywords. You could use Google, uh, Google Tool, I believe. It's still available. You could use another uh, you can you can just do for searches for keywords on on Google. Once you it brings up, you need to learn about 
the ways of searching for keywords like a phrase match um, and um, and you t- but you need to build up a list of keywords and in the past, the way that I was doing research was using Amazon and Udemy, but I've since discovered that one of the best places you could go for research is to YouTube, and that's where I learned about narcissism. Like, uh, for example, the word narcissism would bring up a one two million results on YouTube as a as a default keyword search, and if you look for other keywords, but it's really important to do that. Yes, and you get a really good idea of wh- whether what you're doing is is potentially going to work for you. But if you start doing keyword research and you start getting really terrible results, uh, very low search volume, then it means that you might be wasting your time. And you really need to see if what you're doing is worthwhile. And it's very important because people get into all sorts of ideas and things, but they don't do the research. And the research is what's going to tell you whether whether what you have is a potential winner or a loser. And being able to pivot is crucial and adjust. Yeah, yes, of course. Either pivot, adjust, or throw it out and start over. <laughs> yeah, if need be, yes. I've done that many a time. Me too. So we are almost out of time for today. Thank you, Nathan, for joining us. You're welcome. All of these links are in the description of the radio show here. And you will also find his links in our Facebook group as well. And I will e- or send you a message with the links to all this, Nathan, um, after it's done processing. Okay. Join us back here tomorrow at noon Eastern for Travel Tuesday and learning how travel can help your mind, body, and soul and your wallet at the same time. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. And join us back here tomorrow. Okay. Bye for now. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in to Optimize My Life Radio. We hope you found today's show insightful and empowering. Remember to follow us on social media at Optimize My Life for updates, additional resources, and to stay connected with our community. Join us back here tomorrow at 12 p.m. Eastern for another enriching episode.